0: Welcome to the Surviving Middle School Podcast. I am Mike Farah, father of Finnegan Farah, a middle schooler, and Elijah, a fourth grader. And
1: I'm Dee Dee Thomas, mom of two. I've got Charles who's in middle school and Walker in second grade.
0: We are two New York City parents trying to manage New York City and the beautiful struggle of raising kids. And today we are talking about vaping and smoking and marijuana, oh my. So, uh, those are our topics, and I'm going to start off talking about what my experience with smoking was like uh, for my parents. So, I was in a household where I saw my parents smoke all the time, and it drove me crazy. Interesting. I hated that they smoked. Um, and the, it, the smell used to drive me crazy. I thought I was going to, I'm never going to smoke, right? I, I just didn't think it would ever be part of my life. I knew exactly, my dad smoked cigars, he smoked Marlboro Reds. Now they both eventually quit years later, but I did see them smoke and it did drive me crazy and I begged them to stop, which had no effect whatsoever. And later in life, it was other things, health concerns that made them stop. But I did smoke when I was out of college and was able to quit. don't smoke
1: now. And I was the exact opposite. My parents did not smoke. For a short time when I was young, they had ashtrays out for guests who did smoke, which was, it was the 70s. So that's what you did. But eventually they they pulled those out and I lived in a smoke-free home, but I was always so curious and mystified. And we would go visit relatives who did smoke. And, And so while you were disgusted by it, I thought that it was this cool thing. And when I moved to New York, I started smoking and smoked for years. And I remember being in smoke-filled bars. And there would be a haze of smoke over everything. But I smoked until until uh, we decided to have kids, and that's when
0: I stopped. I- I'm fascinated to see what happens with our kids because they've grown up with the culture changing. And I don't think that they know any smokers. I don't know many smokers. I don't know many people that vape. And uh, that's kind of changed culture-wise. And I think my son expresses similar feelings about cigarette smoke when we're walking in the street, or he gets vaped on or smoked on. Uh, he's kind of disgusted by it and will wave his hands and kind of make that grimace on his face. Um, but he, he, you know, he, he'll have an interesting attitude, and he's ex- ex- expressed opposition to it. But as we know, we'll see what happens when they get older.
1: Vaping is definitely the new cigarette in, in the sense of, whereas there it was no such thing when we were kids now it is the new the new drug and the difference with vaping and, and cigarettes traditional cigarettes is that they do have these sweet sometimes addictive smells and when you do walk down the street all of a sudden you're smelling raspberries and peaches and cream and and the colors of the packaging is so targeted towards younger people it's frustrating but In Charles' instance, he knows that. He knows that they're trying to pull in kids like his age That because of that smell and because of the packaging in it. He knows it, and he doesn't like it at all.
0: Vaping is a huge issue in middle school, and I don't think either one of us realized it. I had no idea. So I was on a field trip uh, this year with my son, who was a sixth grader, and the teacher told me that there were two things that were driving her nuts about her kids. One was the rise of Fortnite, which means the kids were coming with no sleep to school every day. And the second thing was vaping and the rise that they had seen mostly among seventh graders and how people were vaping in the bathroom and they were vaping in the classroom and they were vaping after school. And if you think that your kid is not uh, subject to vaping because they're a good kid, you are kidding yourself. Um, I've had experiences with parents uh, who are friends of mine who have found that little USB looking device in their kid's uh, bag and they had a serious conversation about what nicotine addiction looks like for kids and adults. And so, you know, the advice I have to you as a parent to survive middle school is have an open conversation um, with your kid about what vaping is and what it's like and why you shouldn't be doing it.
1: I had no idea that vaping was an issue at school until I was having breakfast with you and a couple um, other uh, parents of, of our sixth graders, and they were talking about it, and I and I was shocked, and I went home and that afternoon I asked Charles point blank, "Are kids vaping?" He's like, "Oh yeah," I'm like, "What?" Like, it, and it was such a common thing for him, and he says, "Yeah, they're doing it in the bathroom," and. Um, but he said he wasn't doing it, he thought it was disgusting. But it made me realize that I wasn't asking the questions and therefore I wasn't getting the answers. And it was a little bit of a wake-up call that I can't just wait for him to walk in the door and say, guess what's happening at school, mom? Because that's not how it works. And so since then, I have really tried to sometimes catch him off guard, but to ask questions about what's happening and that led to a lot of other discussions. He thinks that smoking is absolutely disgusting. And we don't know anyone in our circle of where we hang out as as family, anyone that smokes. I do have some friends that are my age that that still do smoke, but smoking is, is a non-issue, at least for Charles, because uh, it, it has been stigmatized to such an extent. I think the problem with vaping, at least one of the problems, is that from the get-go, they have sold vaping as being healthier than cigarette smoking and but that doesn't mean that it's healthy and the reality of it is you have to be 18 across most of the country to even be able to buy e-cigarettes but you and I know that that doesn't mean that kids aren't going to get them the thing is for developing brains it's such a dangerous thing and they say that even when it's the 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 fruit flavors that are the ones that are more geared towards younger people those are even more dangerous than the traditional e-cigarettes
0: Three million kids was the number that I recently saw are uh, middle schoolers uh, and high schoolers are vaping. And it it just reminds me over and over again, one of the other things you have to monitor uh, is their exposure to older kids. Oftentimes this is know who their friends are, know who they're hanging out with, because a lot of this stuff will come passed down uh, from the older generation. When I mean older, I mean 15, 16 down to the 12s who will pass it down to uh, uh, younger kids even still.
1: And it's know who their friends are, but also know who their friends' brothers and sisters are. Yeah, isn't and, that true? Yeah, and you know, Charles doesn't have that much exposure to older kids except for when he was um, playing with the football team and when he was playing on the baseball team. There were seventh graders um, and eighth graders at practice that he interacted with. The good thing is that when you're talking about the sports teams, they're, they're less likely to indulge in those things because they're going to be a little bit more focused on their health. But, you know, it's in instances like that when he's going to be exposed to older kids.
0: Yeah, that's true. And once I told Finn that this could affect his athletic abilities, that affected him the same way smoking would. But again, just have an honest honest conversation with your kids and you'll be better prepared for it, monitor the behavior. But this leads us into the next conversation, right? Because nicotine's not the only thing you can bait. <laughs> You could you could put a you know now you can buy devices that will have uh, cannabis oil in it, and the culture that we are surrounded by is rapidly changing, yeah. both in California and New York regarding cannabis, and so how are we going to change uh, our the conversation with our kids or have the conversation with our kids when we don't really know what where society is going just yet? It's so new. Uh, I've seen the culture change with my friends in California with um, edibles at the table, uh, less alcohol being consumed at parties and more uh, marijuana edibles being available.
1: So have the edibles been at the table with kids present? How do they handle that?
0: No, I do know of parties where edibles are present with kids. That is not a good situation, obviously. You don't want to have a visit from Child Protective Services if your kid takes a couple of brownies. But most of the situations were adult-only parties. Okay, um, But I think that, you know, I've seen more parents consume edibles with their kids in the house, around their kids. Now, the kids didn't know. Uh, they probably thought mom was acting a little goofy here or there. But um, I don't think that the consumption of marijuana has happened a lot. But I do have two interesting stories about parents where one story where a parent was monitoring their son's text and found out that they had taken some of the parents' stash and was selling it at school. And so that was an interesting realization for the parents that their son was uh, stealing marijuana from them and selling it at school. And the second was a a young kid who took a picture of himself getting stoned and texted it to uh, another friend of theirs. You know, both of these kids are good kids, and they were both in situations where they felt like they needed to text this information and you and I have had conversations that anything out on social media or anything else it exists forever and you uh, you want to do it but the parents both found out by text so I would encourage people to continue to monitor their children's texts and if you want to know if your kids you know consuming these products then you need to keep your eye on them.
1: The thing about the pot at school is that had they been caught that would have been such a different scenario in terms of how it ended because it's illegal it's illegal to have to have those drugs so to not have that conversation and to have those drugs in the house is is just asking for trouble.
0: yeah the other conversation we've had about drugs with kids is they've seen it on the streets yeah and so I can't really have the same conversation with my kids that my parents had with me in some ways meaning um, I think, finn seeing the construction worker uh finish work and smoke a joint on the street he knows the uh, construction worker is not going to die right Right. he knows that that is the the way we use the language of the war on drugs uh with our kids is probably not going to work because they know the smell now and they see it on the streets and they you know, um, so I'm not saying it worked with me that much, but it's going to be a different conversation than we had before. I mean, there's billboards in California advertising marijuana use or advertising spaces where they can buy marijuana. So it is really going to change. And I think, like I said, New York is on the way.
1: It is. And, And Charles, he's less curious about smoking pot or cannabis, but he sees the weed truck all over the city. And so he keeps, you know, he's asked, how if it's illegal, how can they sell it in the truck? And so <laughs> I've I've had discussions with him about oil and how it's the it's this the essence that they're selling, um, so that it's the flavor and not the actual potent part of the drug. But it's just it's it's got his mind turning about like what is it that I'm missing.
0: So one of the other questions I ask about, at least with marijuana use is do you think Charles will be subject to peer pressure or do you think he will be strong enough to resist peer pressure? I
1: go back and forth on this. I, I do think that the more he knows where we stand on things, the better. I think if we can kind of circumvent and, and, and address issues before they become part of the experience at school or, or on the playground, it's, it's, it's better for all of us. But I do think that if, if, if you know, a kid came to him and said, here are sniff this without really knowing what it is like he might be he might be tempted to without knowing that that it's dangerous especially if it comes from a friend of his um and i think that that's on me to make sure that he knows that that sniffing glue is not a good thing but listen when you hear about the challenges like they had the the cayenne pepper challenge and all the these cinnamon things challenge. the cinnamon challenge right and, and they these see things these things on youtube on of YouTube. course. and yeah. and so what i've ever thought that i needed to tell him that swallowing a a, a bunch of cinnamon would be dangerous but they see these things on youtube and, and and he's watching it all the time so i think what the best that i can teach him is the things that i know of and to always before you just try something that you ask the question, but there is going to be a time when he's going to taste something or do something that I wouldn't want him to do. It's, it's going to it's going to happen. I think that to think that it won't is, is almost being naive because th- these are curious 12 and 13 year olds, and that's part of growing up. They're not always going to say no. I hope that he makes the right decision most of the time, but I know that I didn't. Did I... Break my curfew? Did I leave campus when I wasn't supposed to? Yes, all those are things pushing the boundaries. So to think that he won't, I think, is almost being naive.
0: I have gone as far as done some role playing with my son about what happens in those situations. I'm the kid that was trying to offer him weed and what the conversation would look like in those situations. And that was an interesting thing. He was kind of uh, didn't really uh, like going through that with his dad so much, but it was an interesting role playing game that we played. You know, the other thing, too, is the, uh, the evolution of different strands of uh, marijuana that uh, have kind of come to uh, be part of the culture, meaning when we were growing up, I, th- I think that marijuana was a, not nearly or couldn't be as nearly as strong as it is now. Now they have um, worked on strains that uh, can be extremely strong. And so they're going to be facing different things. And one of the conversations I'm having with my son is you never know where it came from or what's in it, right? You really can't be that sure, and you have to be very careful of it because your body can have different reactions depending on what's inside. Which will lead us you know, into the future conversations, surviving high school, that we're going to have regarding <laughs> alcohol and cocaine and heroin and fentanyl and LSD and all of the other drugs that our kids are going to be facing or people that they're going to be facing and and see how our culture evolves in the next decade about those drugs as well.
1: How do you think the school is doing in terms of addressing vaping?
0: Well, you know, I think that they did what they're supposed to do. You know, the first days of school, they brought us in and had a really nice conversation with us about the perils of social media. Right. And, you know, I think they realized mid-year that they were dealing with some new things. Because the rise has happened so quick. So I think the teachers trying to have a conversation with me about it showed that they were something that they were newly aware of and trying to deal with. And I, I fully expect that the first day of school next year for our kids that we'll have a conversation about vaping for sure.
1: I think right now all of his friends agree with him in terms of the fact that vaping is disgusting. But it just takes one child to to feel differently or to introduce something into the mix which might have them thinking about it so I would say just stay aware and 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 continue to have the conversation with your kid about it
0: yeah they're very aware of the kids both in their grade and sixth grade and how that is changed in seventh grade so again have those conversations with your kids find out who the kids are that are doing it have an open honest conversation with them about it and uh, continue to monitor their behavior like I said and I keep saying, if you think your kid is not going to be subject to this, you are kidding yourself. If you have a sixth grader or a seventh grader, your kids are going to be facing this for sure. So you can either have a conversation with them or not have a conversation with them at your own peril yeah. and see how it goes.
1: And one bit of takeaway that I would say is besides knowing your child's friends, try and get to know their parents because they may be vaping and it's perfectly legal but if they go over to their friend's house and then it's a common occurrence and they're they're seeing it in an environment you're not aware of so just get an idea of their their children and also their children's parents so that you know what's happening in their house whether it, and that goes with everything like you want to know if they're smoking pot because even if it's legal in the state that you're in just to have a sense of awareness of what your child is getting into when they go over to their house is a good idea.
0: That's really, really, really good yeah. advice.
1: And I also think, you know, Mike, hearing that you were having that conversation with your teacher, I, I would suggest that everyone listening here Talk to your teachers. Ask them what's happening in the school because they know. And if your kids aren't telling you, the teachers can really be a good resource of things that you wouldn't otherwise be aware of. Um, and they may not know what's happening with your child, but they'll know what's happening overall in the school. And the bathroom is what's happening in the principal's office. So definitely use those teachers as a resource for yourself.
0: Yeah, vaping. You know, it's so much harder to. Find on your kids because of the smell is kind of disappears. There were stories from the teachers about kids vaping in the classroom, uh, in the classroom. Which, (laughs) like, I I think there's part of it is they're just trying to be as cool as they possibly can by doing something that's forbidden inside the classroom. And
1: it's also very easy to conceal if the teacher's back is 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 to them as they're writing on the chalkboard, and it's really a puff of smoke and a a nice smell for about 10 seconds so I can see how easy it would be to try and get away with it but it's it still blows my mind that that would be happening in the classroom yeah
0: massive increases nationwide among middle schoolers and high schoolers vaping so just be aware of it this is something that your kids are going to be facing again honest conversations with your teachers and with your kids So that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed listening. Let's keep the conversation going. Send us your questions to survivingmiddleschoolpod at gmail.com or visit us at survivingmiddleschoolpod.com.
1: And be sure to check back with us next week or subscribe for our latest installment of Surviving Middle School.
0: See you later.